Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever it is you're coming from. Thanks for joining. I'm super excited today, uh, returning for my next episode of my podcast, Rewarding Conversations. I am here with Nadia of Beyond Discovery Coaching. And Nadia is a channel that I discovered through Instagram, um, through my work with Only Human, surprise, surprise. And I came across your page and I was just really struck with all the really amazing work that you're doing and your focus on kind of the, the human perspective of things. And obviously we're going to get a lot more into that, but just giving you a, a little opportunity to introduce yourself and just wanted to thank you for coming on. Yeah, of course. Um, well, thank you so much for having me on. I've seen a couple and heard a couple of your podcasts. And so when I got the message from you, I was like, oh my gosh, what a celebrity being asked to be on your podcast. So this is amazing. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, so nice. as you said, um, my name is Nadia Ibrahim Taney. Um, I am a full-time career coach at um, a university here in Ohio, as well as the founder and principal coach of Beyond Discovery Coaching. Um, and so a lot of what I do is working with younger folks, um, so people either coming straight out of university life um, or young professionals um, which is technically anything under 40. <laughs> um, I'm nearing 40, but I would, don't know if I would consider myself young professional, but I'll take it for as long as I can get. Um, so yeah, it's been a really great journey. Um, I'm a career academic. I went into university in 2002 um, okay. as a college freshman, and I have not left. Um, I've literally been living my life on the semester system um, for almost 20 years now, which is kind of wow. crazy to think. Yeah, so I went into college at um, 2002 at the University of Louisville down in Kentucky and then um, met my wife at, at school, who was also at Louisville a couple of years ahead of me. And then we moved to Cincinnati for a year and then to Boston, um, where my family is, for about 10 years. Um, and then in that time, we both started our careers working in higher education we both did our master's programs, um, you know, just traditional young P stuff, you know, young, yeah. young professionals just living their best life yeah. in a major city. Um, and then when I was 29, um, I got married. And so um, I had really been wanting to study abroad again and doing a full degree abroad. So living, working and studying abroad. Um, and my wife said, yeah, let's go for it. Um, so I found a school in London that I really liked, and we knew we wanted to be in a major city coming from Boston. Um, and yeah, I applied to one school, one school only, and fortunately I got in. And so we lived in the UK for a year. Um, so worked abroad, studied abroad, lived abroad, did a lot of traveling abroad, um, and then came back to Boston and, and resumed working in higher ed. Um, and then a couple of years ago, um, we moved back to Ohio, um, where my wife's family is from, um, and now we both work at a university. So it's been a really long career now that I say it all out loud in education um, and kind of the wonky thing with, you know, working at a university, you keep getting older as the staff faculty member and the students keep staying the same age. <laughs> um, so it's this really fun journey and evolution of seeing the reincarnation of what it means to be a university college student. Um, and so in my full-time job, as well as in Beyond Discovery Coaching, um, I do work with a wide range of folks, different identities, orientations, um, ages, majors. Um, so I myself am part of the LGBTQ plus and ally community. 
Um, and so it was really important for me when I started Beyond Discovery Coaching um, to focus on underrepresented, marginalized identities, as well as students who did what I did, which was go to a foreign institution and a broad institution and bring that degree back to the U.S. job market. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate you asking me on the podcast today and I look forward to our conversation. Yeah, uh, you've touched on like a thousand different things that I, <laughs> that I would love to get more elaboration on. So uh, I, I love that you and your wife have seemingly kind of gone on this journey together and you, you, you kind of touched on, well, I wanted to do this and she supported me and she wanted to do this. And I said, so, so it, it seems really nice that, you know, you both are kind of supporting each other's dreams and both working in, in, you know, academics, higher education is, you know, certainly helpful. Um, but one thing I definitely wanted to touch on is, Number one, you said that, you know, you spent a lot of time abroad, you got your degree abroad, everything like that. Um, I love travel. My wife and I travel uh, as much as we possibly can. My wife actually lived for an entire year in England, her junior year of college. She lived her whole year in England. Uh, So she took me back there. We went to all these different places that she spent so much time at and everything like that, which was really cool. So what was that like for you? You know, you said that you wanted to do that and you, it seems like you kind of felt passionate about doing that. So, you know, what, what sparked that? Like, what made you say, you know what, I want to spend all this time abroad. I want to go to school abroad. You know, I want to spend this time, like, where did that come from? Yeah, I think, um, like most of us, we did, you know, a week-long study abroad or a two-week-long study abroad um, in undergrad. I did a summer in Greece, and I did not speak a word of Greek. Um, Classic. I, yeah, I think it was more for me of a travel program, probably less studying abroad than more traveling abroad. Um, but, you know, every experience abroad serves a different purpose, right? Like that experience for me was to push my comfort zones, um, to be comfortable being uncomfortable, right? So yeah. getting more comfortable in spaces that didn't feel, you know, um, yeah, normal for a lack of better terms, right? Like not being able to communicate with people, not being able to read the language, um, you know, not understanding the whole siesta thing. I was like, oh, so half the city shut down for six hours a day. Okay, yeah, interesting. Pretty wild. Um, yeah, it was. And it was a great opportunity. It was the summer. It was beautiful. Greek beaches, got to go in the summer. Definitely worth it. Um, but having that experience for a summer, and then I had another experience for spring break study abroad, Um, Both of those were these really isolated kind of, you know, tester taste experiences um, versus like what your wife did and what I did was a full year abroad where you really had an opportunity to fully acclimate like it was you had a friend group, you had rituals and a schedule and um, it didn't feel so much spring breakish. It, it felt like, okay, right, yeah, I'm here to live and I have to pay rent and I have to do all of these yeah. grown up things. Um, and then at the same time, I was also working for an American company and studying as well. Um, so yeah, it's one of those where I, I think, you know, I kind of looked at my career at 28, 29, and I said, right, if I'm going to do it, this is the time to do it. Um, and you know, I used a company called study across the pond. Um, I actually ended up working for them when I came back from the UK, um, to help other students in their recruitment journey to going to British universities. Um, and yeah, it's just a really great group of people who had done what I wanted to do. Right. So find your people, 
who have done what you want to do or wanted to do and just talk with them. Um, and I think that makes things a lot less scarier when you're able to connect with people on a more human level, um, as opposed to thinking about London or Dublin or you yeah. know, Scotland as these really big metropolitan areas um, where you can just break it down kind of like how you do, Adam, like human by human and just hear their story and connect with them in a meaningful way. There's your uh, career coaching lecturing coming out from you, all that like <laughs> wisdom and advice. I love that. Exactly. Um, so, you know, study your, you know, your, your abroad trip sounds great. Um, you know, I had a great experience abroad and then you come back um, and, and I'm curious, you know, you say you're a university lecturer. What, what are your, you know, what's your field? What do you talk about? What are your classes like? Things like that. Yeah, so I actually have three parts of my job, which is really unique for a career coach at a university. So I get to do the actual coaching, which is with students. Yeah. Um, so I work at a college of business with undergrad and um, <clears throat> excuse nice. me, graduate students. Cool. Um, and so it's a great opportunity to see that journey because the undergrad experience is very different than, you know, master's and PhDs. Um, sure. And so I get to work still very quite close with students. Um, today, I probably have four or five appointments um, where I'm actually talking one-on-one -on -one with students and we're strategizing, um, you know, career clarity and interviewing and resume building. And, and yeah. you know, I'm not hearing from companies or I'm hearing from too many companies. How do I make a decision on sure. you know, job offer negotiations and things like that? Um, and then another third of my job is teaching. Um, so I get to teach our careers class for undergraduate students and then our careers class for graduate students. Um, and the population that I work with is heavily international at the postgraduate level um, or, or the master's level. Um, and it's kind of a great kind of synergy I have with them um, because they're coming to the United States as an international student to study in a different yeah. system than what they're used to. And I had that experience going to the UK, studying in a different system. Um, so it just feels, you know, even though our experiences are quite different, um, that it's one person saying, hey, I know what it's like to be overwhelmed by yeah. all of this Americanism, right? Because yeah. I was very much overwhelmed by all the Londonism and the Britishisms, right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's a great opportunity um, to work with students in a one-to-one -one capacity in the coaching, work with students in larger groups in teaching, um, and then the other third part of my job is employer relations. So I actually get to work with the companies, um, okay. not only in my local area, but um, nationally to pipeline students from the coaching appointments, from the classroom, and actually connect with them to employers that are actually hiring people. Um, it's a lot in a day. Um, but I was going to say, I just, I just wish you were a busy person. I just wish you had things to do. That's yeah. pretty wild. And then start a part-time personal business on top yeah, of that. Why, so why not? Right? Why not? Uh, with all of the spare time that you have. Uh, that leads me to naturally ask, um, you know, how, how did the pandemic affect what you do, your business, all of that? Like, what, what, what has been the experience for you like? whether you want to discuss personally, professionally, like what has the sure. world been like for you the past year or so? Yeah, yeah. I use a book called Designing Your Life, um, and it's a okay. really great um, – you can buy it on Amazon. It comes with a workbook as well, and it really utilizes design thinking principles about your career orientation and, and, and kind of pathing. Um, so doing some self-reflection, doing some journaling – 
clearing out what are the things I like about my job, what are the things that I'm challenged by with my job. Um, and one of the things that kept coming up for me is this missing of international education, missing talking with students that are going through culture shock, reverse culture shock, going through um, pulling out the transferable skill elements from their abroad experience and bringing that back to North America. Um, yeah. The other population was the LGBTQ groups uh, of saying yeah. that in my area in Cincinnati, Ohio, um, compared to other places that I've lived like Boston and London, um, we're small but mighty city, but um, it is difficult to, you know, find your people. Um, yeah, and especially sure. at 37 um, years old and being married and um, I'm quite, you know, the homebody yeah. <laughs> variety, it, it, it is difficult. Yeah. Um, and so I, I really wanted to be the person that I wish that I would have had as a young professional at 20, 21, 22 years old to say like, hey, representation matters, visibility matters, um, you know, I'm gay at work and I have a professional life and I run my own business. And yeah. you can do all of those things and not have it be so demarcated or segregated in your approach to things. Um, you know, I don't, you know, walk into business meetings with my flag, but um, <laughs> I don't hide it either. You know, in the yeah, first five minutes sure. that, that we were talking, I said, oh, you know, I want to make sure my audio works. You know, my wife's in the other room. She's having yeah. a phone call as well. Um, I, I think for me, you know, just being able to be that resource for other queer folks, but then also, you know, a resource for our allyship. Um, and, and those that are coming into their own journey of acceptance and, you know, what that looks like for them and, and seeing, you know, somebody who can be professionally successful, personally successful and have those two identities, um, you know, find some common ground and, and kind of marriage there. I'm going to say something that might seem kind of duh because of what you do, <laughs> but you're a really good talker. Uh, you're You're very fluid with conversation with words. So I could just imagine that you're probably really good at what you do because it's just very kind of natural and easygoing the way you talk about things. So uh, that's going to make my job a lot easier with this podcast. So, um, but <laughs> no, um, I, yeah, right. Thank you. Uh, no, I, I absolutely loved so many of the things you said and touched on and I can, I can see that and understand it, uh, especially with you talking about your community. Uh, you know, you're in Cincinnati, I'm in Cleveland. So I know you're a homebody, but you got an Ohio buddy here. So yeah. <laughs> uh, if I'm ever down in Cincy, you're up in Cleveland, we'll definitely hang out. Uh, you know, but it's, it is an interesting thing. Uh, there are certain areas of Ohio that are extremely accepting and loving and very LGBTQ plus friendly, um, amazing communities of people. And then there are areas not so much. Um, and Ohio is one of those really strange states. There's a lot of really, really like open-minded, super liberal areas. And there's a lot of super conservative areas still, which is why I think, you know, Ohio is always like one of those swing states when it comes to yeah. elections and things like that, because it really is a divided state, which is so, so interesting still. Um, but talk to me a little bit about uh, your experience with Beyond Discovery Coaching. Um, you know, what has that been like for you? How long have you been running this for? you know, talk to me about experiences that you've had, people you've met, conversation, you know, whatever that may be, yeah. kind of give me a picture of what that looks like. Yeah, yeah. So I have been in some way or form doing Beyond Discovery coaching for five years. 
um, okay. of course, not making any money, but doing yeah. it for free for the past five to seven years. And, and yeah. it really started when I came back from London. Um, okay. Just so many people, you know, I worked at many universities and, you know, I did a higher ed program in Boston. So I have a lot of friends and family that work in higher ed. Um, and they all work with students. And so I would probably get two to three LinkedIn requests a week from completely random people that said, hey, I know you don't know me, but I'm thinking about doing my degree abroad. Um, you know, I would just love to take out the coffee, talk to you, you know, 10, 15 oh, wow. minutes, 20 minutes over Zoom or, you know, at the time it was Skype. Um, that was like the thing back then. Um, and, yeah. and just kind of pick your brain, right? Yeah. Just, just, you know, somebody wanting my time. And it wasn't until the pandemic when I had time to actually think about, like, where do I see myself going in my career? What do I want from work? And some of that, my own career clarity exploration. Um, and it was to get back to international ed and it was to get back to underrepresented students and marginalized identities. Um, I actually came up with the name Beyond Discovery Coaching while binge watching Star Trek. So I'm a huge Star Trek fan. Naturally. As one does. Um, and so during quarantine, I suckered into buying Paramount Plus um, and I there watched all of the movies. So I watched Star Trek Beyond the movie and then I started getting into Discovery and Discovery yeah. and career coaching is a pretty powerful world because, you know, you're bringing people into the discovery of, of, of what sure. they want from their career. Um which discovery is good, you know, figure out what you want, but where yeah. does that go beyond that, right? Yeah. Um, in, in terms of it's great to figure out what you want to do at 22, but what about 42 and 62 and hopefully we Life make it to 82. Life keeps going and evolving. Yes, yeah, yeah absolutely. And so um, I started playing around with some ideas. Um, I have a very complicated name. So everyone that I was searching on doing market research on Instagram was like yeah. John Smith coaching. And I was like, that would be really easy, wouldn't it? Um, and I was like, <laughs> I have a hyphenated last name. My first name is difficult enough. Um, and I, when I initially conceptualized Beyond Discovery coaching, um, it was full on Star Trek theme. I was ready oh, okay. to commit. I was having packages that were called like Delta Quadrant and like warp speed packages. You were all in. Oh, I was 100% all in. And then my wife pulled me back and she was like, specific there you might want to just kind of ease off the uh gap yeah. pedal on that <laughs> anybody that's a star wars fan is going to go running the other way <laughs> exactly exactly um and so yeah so i i thought it was a, a a nice nod to something that was really important to me because i grew up watching star trek um you know i, I never wanted to be a scientist as many people who watch star trek do but just the opportunities of being on a Star Trek, right? And, and meeting different yeah. alien races and cultures and having these 50 minute episodes where yeah. you don't know where you're going to go, but you know, you're going to come back to the ship and it's, 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 you know, wash on for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, so I thought the beyond discovery coaching was a nice nod to that, but not too extra. It was, it was an appropriate amount. Um, and then it has some, you know, affiliation to career coaching, which was really nice. Um, and yeah, 2020 really gave me the time and more importantly, the mental space to just conceptualize what this might look like. Um, I am doing a master's in marketing, um, one class a semester. It'll take me probably eight years to graduate. <laughs> yeah, as it does. Um, as one does. Um, it's one of the benefits of working for a university is you get tuition and remission. Um, yeah, and sure. I just fell in love with marketing. I'd done some marketing in some of my previous roles. And so just the whole experience of, 
Um, I have my, you know, website on Squarespace. And so I was like, all right, let's drop and drag some content blocks. We're going to make this happen. Yeah, for sure. Um, setting up the Instagram. And I got so incredibly lucky. Um, I fell in with a group of about 13 other coaches through either um, each other. We found each other through each other um, or through the International Coaching Federation, which is the certificate that I'm currently doing. Um, and just kind of learning from everyone, like, you know, what works, what's been easy, what's a challenge. I'm learning that more things are challenging than they are easy. <laughs> um, and then getting connected to people like you that are, you know, kind of in this space of the Instagram space and connecting space and the community space. Um, so yeah, I, I think for me personally, um, because I have a full-time job, my, my livelihood does not depend on my personal business, which is kind of a nice alleviation of pressure. Yeah, um, sure. So nights and weekends is when I typically work. Um, and it's great because that's typically when people are also out of work. Um, so if I'm working with people that are working full-time or, you know, have kids and whatnot, um, you know, I can jump on a call with them at eight o'clock or nine or 10 o'clock at night if they're on the West Coast. Um, and yeah, just kind of connect with them in a meaningful way um, and see if we can help them along in their journey. I love that. That's uh, it, what's nice for me is obviously this is well thought out, but it seems even more beyond that um, because like just looking at, you know, beyond discovery coaching, like the actual website and everything. The thing that I liked most about it is it doesn't just seem career focused. Like it seems like human focused. It seems like, you know, you're trying to improve and help also the person to get to like their best place so that they can go on and be like their, their best selves. That's the vibe that I get like from the website and everything. It seems very much like focused on like helping you kind of be the best version of yourself as well. Um, is that is that something that seems accurate to you or whatever? Is that kind of what you were going for? Because that's definitely the vibe that I got from it. Yes, that means my marketing messaging is working. <laughs> awesome. It is working because we did not have this conversation before for all the viewers no. out there. But that's 100% the vibe. And I'll put all the links and everything in the description, um, you know, when I post all this so that everybody sure. else can see it and everything. But the vibe for sure is like, let's help you get to the best place for yourself so that you can then have the tools to go on and, and be the best version kind of of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, people who are going to be successful, um, they know it's a lifelong journey, right? Like yeah. the inner work and the continuous evolution. Um, because I think in our generation specifically, you know, Gen Z and millennials, you know, it, it, we're kind of at the end of that. I'm going to get one job and I'm going to do that job for 50 years. Um, now, of course, there are people in our generation who have been at the same company for 10, 20, yeah. 30 years. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but for the most part, many of us are going to have, you know, three or four different versions of ourselves in our professional work. Um, you know, for a sure. lot of people think about it as like your first part of your career and then you have your second act or, you know, your, your, your kind of uh, retirement career. Yeah. Um, and our generation is just much more fluid than that, um, where, yeah, I can be you know, 30 something working a full-time job, as well as a podcast host, as well as, you know, a graphic designer, as well as a, you know, private career coach. Um, yeah. So there's a lot more um, acceptance of the dabbling, right? Um, sure. And, and you know, having a multi-focus to your life. Um, I really enjoy watching YouTube videos of other people playing video games because I don't really have time to invest in playing <laughs> video games. Yeah. 
but I like watching other people do it because yeah. I find joy from that. Um, and so there's a lot of uh, kind of, you know, accessibility to diversify our interest pool today than there was, you know, 40 years ago or 50 years ago. Yeah. I, it reminds me of that category. It's a whole category now, like oddly satisfying things, yes. like things, <laughs> things that you wouldn't think on the outside would be satisfying, but then you see it and you're like, oh, wow, that's, that brings me such like inner peace. Yes. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot more juggling. Um, you know, I think we need to acknowledge that people just have a lot more things going on. Whereas, you know, like, like you said, like fat, you know, back then, different generations, 50s and 60s, people had one job. You you had like one job, you know, like now, you know, I have friends that have like three, four different jobs. And and a lot of the jobs don't have anything to do with each other. So they're having to put on different masks and juggle kind of different perspectives and different environments. And it's exhausting. It's a lot. And people really get drained from it. So, you know, offering things like what you offer and the ability to kind of connect with people and you know, help them on these kind of really difficult situations or, you know, that whole kind of notion of maybe they don't even know what questions they should be asking, you know, like you, you go yeah. through college. I always remember thinking that of, okay, when I graduated uh, two days after I graduated college, I started work full time. And I was like, what is this? I've spent four <laughs> years at college, not having to focus on being an adult. And now I have to pay bills and I have to do all these like grown up things. So um, I think really kind of that focus on bettering you as a human, um, you know, and then that kind of transitioning, but then also offering that professional help. Like I know you offer like resume help and LinkedIn sure, help yeah. and things like that. So it's really kind of, I feel like you're touching it from both sides, which is really neat. Um, and I just, you know, I'm a fan of, of what you're doing and I, I think it's really important stuff. So, you know, thank you for, for the work that you're putting into people, because I think now more than ever, with a pandemic, you know, kind of, you know, knock on wood, winding down and everything that, you know, people just want to get back to being around people again. And, you know, if you can help each other and be a part of each other's lives and building each other up again, because I think we need that as a whole, you know, promoting yeah. each other and building each other up and supporting each other. Um, so you're, you know, beyond discovery coaching, 100% does that, um, you know, so I love what you do. And, you know, I, I hope that obviously, you're going to keep doing that and keep building that. Um, but, uh, you know, I always, um, kind of wondering what's, you know, going on down to you, you have any projects coming up, any like partnerships, anything like that kind of coming up that you wanted to talk about? Yeah. Yeah. And I think you brought up some really good points in there just about particularly success, right? We, we, we yeah. think it's quite linear and, you know, we start yeah, at point sure. A to get to point B. And I think what, you know, I've found in this business is that it takes a long time to get from step one to two, and then you get to step two, and then two to 10 goes real, real fast. You know, it's, it's kind of one of those things like building a social media following, getting that zero to a thousand followers. That is the struggle. Like yes, that is, is so hard. Very and frustrating. then you hit certain milestones and all of a sudden, you know, your, your content's 10 times more visible. You start yeah. getting more DMs, you start getting more opportunities. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and so I, I think, you know, to your question about what's next for beyond discovery coaching, um, for me, I really do love academia. Um, I love being on a college campus. Like I said, I have seen the evolution of what it means to be an 18 to 24 year old in yeah. America um, for the past 15 years. And I would love to see what it's gonna look like in 15 years from now. Um, so for me, I, I don't think I'll ever fully walk away from my full-time job or academia in general. I just think it's such a special place 
um, it's such a special time, particularly as I'm looking at, you know, LGBTQ students, um, such a special time in their life of getting to be their own person, getting to make their own decisions. Like you said, growing up a little bit, which is always yeah. a good thing. Um, with growing up comes responsibility, but it's also an opportunity um, to really build and design who you want to be, um, not only in your career, but also in your, your, your personal life. Um, so for me, I think I'll always be um, connected with university students where I would really like to see Beyond Discovery coaching go um, is really around that community connection. Um, right now I do one-to-one -one coaching because that's kind of my jam. I enjoy that. Yeah. I do recognize there's limitations to that, that it's not scalable, right? So you have coaches on Facebook and stuff that are running 500 and thousand people online courses and, yeah, and you know, sure. you know, sitting on a beach collecting six figures without, you know, ever opening a laptop. Right. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I think the magic comes from the one-to-one, -one, the, the personal connection. And if, if I'm in a position where I can facilitate a group of that, um, you know, 20 or 30 people cohorts, for example, of you know um, LGBTQ folks that are going through the job search at the same time, or what does it mean to be you know your authentic self at work, or using that book yeah. designing your life to do some career exploration and gain career clarity. Um, a lot of it for me, like I said, is you know I went to school in the South. I live in Ohio, and so I didn't see a lot of people that looked like me, that sounded like me, that were doing what I yeah. wanted to do in a professional way. Um, so it, it was hard for me to even conceptualize what that would look like. And so to be able to take beyond discovery coaching beyond just myself and create an environment and a platform that other people can connect with other people, um, that are going through the same things at the same time in the same places and in different ways, um, is where really where I would like to see it. Um, so yeah, stay tuned. We'll see what that looks like. This will be um officially the first going into fall will be my first academic season um i did kind of a quiet launch in the spring and have been really doing a lot of um article writing and blog writing this summer um working with my first set of about five clients so i have about five paying clients now which is great there you um, go yeah so and i'll be doing my international coaching federation um certification um over the next couple of months of doing my mentor hours and um, getting in all of my paid hours so I can sit for that exam. I'm doing all this so I can take an exam. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, right. Um, You're doing yeah. all of this work so that you can take a test. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It is the most academic-y thing you can do. Yeah. Um, but it's great. You know, doing the ICF was so incredibly important to me because coaching is still a very um unregulated business you know like anybody with a facebook account can create you know fill in the blank um coaching whether it be physical fitness coaching or health yep. coaching or life coaching um and it's not to say people don't have validity and, and experience in that space because i myself was coaching obviously before getting my icf um but i do think for me personally it was a journey of saying like yes i, I want to understand what holistic coaching was so like to your point um, a lot of my, my website and my business goes beyond career coaching. It's about your emotional and your spiritual and your physical and your mental health and how all of those interplay into your career and your personal life, right? Um, and so that was important to me to have a balance to career coaching because, you know, it can be quite simple to say, hey, you're a software developer and you can make 
$200,000 working for X company. You should do that. People do that and they're very unhappy with their lives, Absolutely. right? Because they yeah. haven't had the intentionality to reflect and determine like what's important to me. What do I want out of work? What makes me happy? What energizes me? What gets me out of bed in the morning, right? Um, so a lot of what I do with Beyond Discovery is that. It's giving people the opportunity and the space to really, um, you know, say hello to themselves and, and yeah. find themselves again in a very, very busy world. Like you had pointed out, you know, we're all kind of running in a lot of different directions. Um, but what matters to you and you need to know what you're looking for because it may come and it may go and you not even know that it was for you, right? Like that's the universe saying it's for you, it's for you. And you completely miss it. Um, yeah. I, I forget who said it. Um, but I heard this years ago that, you know, there's only a handful of opportunities in your life where you can actually change things or make a difference or alter your path, you know, in a major way. And, uh, most people, um, are so focused on the whatever that they don't even see it. Or if they do see it, they're too afraid to take that chance. Um, yeah. you know, so it really sounds like you're helping people to get to that point where they can take those chances and make those decisions and change their lives for the better. Um, you know, so I, I love it. It's like inspirational to hear you talk. I'm just like here listening to you. I'm like, wow, <laughs> she, she really knows what she's talking about. <laughs> um, you know, so it's, it's really, it's really great just to hear that. And, you know, I would absolutely love to, uh, you know, check back in with you in the future. Um, I would love to see the evolution of, you know, Beyond Discovery Coaching and just kind of see where this takes you and the adventure that you're going on. And it's really nice because I feel like I'm talking to you kind of in that, you know, beautiful little sweet spot in the beginning where you kind of have your first kind of paying, you know, clients and things yeah. like that. And, you know, I, I would definitely love to keep in contact and connect with you down the road to see where you are and kind of see where this journey has taken you. Uh, you know, a little bit more down the road, if if that would be something you would be open to, of course. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love what you said. It really resonated with me because I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs are really intimidated by that sweet beginning, right? Yeah, of like, oh, yeah. they just get into an overwhelming state of fear in terms of like, well, what if my website is terrible? And what if people don't follow me on Instagram? And what if I don't get paying clients? And, you know, coaching really pushes you to think, well, what if you do, right? What if your yeah. website's amazing? And what if your followers get you and you have an authentic relationship with them? What if you them? do hit it out of the park? Yeah. Then yeah. what? Yeah. So it's a fun opportunity. Um, in, in, you know, I'm not saying everyone in there, you know, go out and create a business because there are challenges for sure. Um, you it's know, not for everybody. It is not. Um, but I think that if, if you have persistence and you have clarity on who you are and what you want, um, you know, having kind of the guts to go out and do it, um, doesn't really matter if you're a success or failure, yeah. right? Because you did it. Um, and so, I'm always more apt to, you know, I, I want to hear from the people who tried something and failed at it because they had the audacity to do it. Um, not people who are sitting on the sidelines saying, oh, that would never work. And I don't know why you're trying to do that. And that's such a niche market. Don't do that. Don't do this. You know, do this method in Instagram to get more followers and all that. Um, where I, I want to see and I want to hear from people who've been challenged and they're overcoming adversity and saying, OK, you were challenged, but how did you work through it? Um, I think those are cool conversations to have. In a time of, I call it worldwide recovery, we need people like you. Um, you know, you're, <laughs> I, I honestly, like, I, I just love hearing how you speak about things and how you approach things. It 
really kind of seems like it comes from a place of genuine like caring and love and respect and you know knowledge and growth and all of that so um you know i i'm really excited that you know you wanted to sit down and do this with me this has been really great uh you know just kind of hearing your perspective and hearing your journey and you know kind of how you started things and where where you're going with things so i'm a fan and like i said i'm going to put all the links and descriptions below um, but one thing I like to do before I finish things up, uh, is if, you know, if anybody's listened before, you know, I love doing this, a little rapid fire Q and A, if you would be open to that. Yes. Okay. Look at that smile on your face. You're like ready. <laughs> You're like excited. Okay. So, uh, whatever pops in your head first thing, and you can make it as short or long as you would like. Okay. Um, but you have been abroad, uh, pandemic shut down the world. So I'm going to ask this, what is your dream vacation now? Well, I kind of have it booked already, and it is going to Walt Disney World this Christmas, and then I'm doing a Virgin Voyages cruise out of Miami afterward. So first time on Virgin Voyages Cruise wow. Line, um, so we're going to take a couple weeks off and hit the high seas. <laughs> so you're kind of doing like a, a double dream vacation. You're, you're going yeah. down to Disney, and then you're doing a cruise. If one wasn't enough. Uh, we all we all need that with what's going on in the world. So that sounds awesome. Um, favorite late night snack? Oh, favorite. Well, actually, before this call, um, I had some kettle corn popcorn that I saved from going to the Reds game on Friday. And did I dip into that? I surely did. <laughs> I love that. You're like, all right, confession time. Did I yep. do that? Yes, I did do that. Um so uh, another question that I'm always kind of a fan of asking and just getting people's perspectives um, are what are what is something or some things that make you smile? Mm. You know, when I first moved to Ohio, and I know you'll appreciate this being an Ohio guy as well, um, I've only voted in Kentucky when I was in college or Massachusetts um, huh? as an adult and um, moving to Ohio I realized how sought after my vote is. <laughs> 100%. Nobody yes. cared about my voting trajectory at all in Kentucky. Nobody cared in Massachusetts. Um, so it's been really, really fun, um, you know, particularly this past election where I go, wow, my vote might actually make a difference. Not that it didn't when I lived in Kentucky or, or Massachusetts, but those two states are like the first two to go, you know, one way or the other. Um, and so it always makes me smile when, you know, we're looking at the political map and what's going to happen with Ohio yeah. and Pennsylvania and some of these states. It's important. Um, and it's fun to actually live in a state like that now. <laughs> Love that. That's a great. And I you're you're absolutely right on. I completely agree with you. It's really interesting to be in a state state where people say you're going to vote, right? You, you're going to vote. You got to vote. You got to vote. And you're like, OK, yeah, I'm going to vote for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's important. Um so when I, when you got some downtime, it's just you and, you know, what's your go-to either binge show or movie that you could just put on and be happy and you love? Yeah, yeah. Well, we did do a full rewatch of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, I have um, watched that entire series. I love yes. that. I, I I can't bring myself to do a, an angel rewatch. I, I have to keep a purist, just Buffy. Okay. Um, I, I was going to ask if if you preferred Angel or Spike. For all people that are Buffy Ooh. fans out there, you're going to know what we're talking about. If you're not a Buffy fan, you're going to be like, what is he talking about? But you know what I'm talking about. So Angel or Spike? 
Well, I was also a Bones fan, so I am a little biased towards Angel, but I will say there were some, now looking back on Buffy as Mm -hmm. a grown-up, there were some sketchy things that happened in the latter seasons of Buffy with Spike Mm -hmm. and Buffy. Yes, there were. So, when I was younger, I think I was a Spike fan, and now that I'm older and I'm like the parent age, I'm like, that guy's bad news. They had a very... (laughs) Because uh, I remember thinking sort of similar. I was like, oh, Spike, he was cool. He was fun. Oh, totally, and then you rewatch yeah. it when you're older and you're like, um, they put some of this on TV. This is a little, um, <laughs> this yeah. is a little much. So I am yeah. an Angel fan overall. I watched the Angel series too, which I, I really liked. Um, but all right, we can stop geeking out about this now uh, for, for the <laughs> audience before I lose them. Uh, final question. And you touched on this a little bit earlier, but I just want to give you a space to elaborate if you'd like. What advice would you give to your younger self? Yeah, I I think the same as what I would give to my older self now, which is find your people. Um, And when I went into, you know, living in Boston for 10 years, moving to Ohio, um, finding my people, right? Finding people that, you know, I could build a community around. And when I went into private coaching, um, getting on Instagram. Um, I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on Snapchat or TikTok. Ugh, no, um, <laughs> that for whatever reason, Instagram just felt authentic to me that I found people um, and everybody was so um, welcoming and just incredibly giving with their time and their space and their resources and their energy. Um, and technically we're all competitors, right? Like all coaching. Absolutely. Um, yeah. We have, you know, relationships in different ways, you know, so I have friends that maybe focus more on life coaching or relationship coaching or executive coaching, but relatively speaking, um, we're all coaches who get paid to do a service, right? So there's a unique um, kind of uh, advantageous, um, you know, methodology of saying, no, I just, I might not be the best coach for you, but also I would like to take your money. Um, where this coaching community that I'm part of, um, and we're actually working on bringing together, um, about 13 coaches in a two day summit. Um, and so stay tuned for that, um, over the next couple of months. Um, yeah. And it's just a great opportunity to bring people together and everybody's in different phases of their journey. Some people just filed LLC last week. Some people have been doing it five or 10 years. Um, so I, I think, you know, my, my biggest piece of advice is to build your community because it takes a village. Like you can't do it on your own. Um, it's not fun to do it on your own, right? Like, you know, I have a coaching partner that I work with. Um, she coaches me, I coach her and and we, we kind of do our hours that way. Um, and I can't wait to tell her about this opportunity. She was on a podcast herself. And so, you know, you got to have your people to coach through your challenges with and celebrate your wins with for sure. I love that. Um, everything you just said, I love, um, and I, and I'm a believer in, um, you know, because I've connected with other podcasters, other YouTubers, other Instagram channels and things like that. And when I was very first doing this, I thought, you know, very similar. I'm like, okay, these are the people that are trying to get the views over me. And, uh, but I wasn't looking at it like that, but I'm like, they probably are. I've met so many incredible people that have been so welcoming. They gave me tips and, Oh, do this. Don't do this. Try this. Maybe this will help you you know, go to this website, this website helped me, this is the equipment that I use. And, you know, I was really overwhelmed with like, wow, this is a, there's a lot of generosity here. And, um, you know, so for as much of the negative that we have in the world, there's just as much positive out there. It's just sometimes it's a little bit harder to find. And we have to kind of pull it out of people. But when we do, you can discover such incredible things. So um, I love that. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for doing this. 
Uh, and like I said, I'm going to put all the links and descriptions, everything to your website and everything below. So for all of you out there, if you haven't gotten inspiration from this podcast and this conversation, it's not going to happen on any of my <laughs> podcast episodes. Um, you know, and I want everybody, you know, check out Beyond Discovery Coaching, um, especially, uh, you know, if you're in college and you're making that transition. But if you're an adult, you know, we all need help. We all we all need assistance. We all need a little help from our friends occasionally. I should write that down. Um, but no, uh, th this has been really great and I'm so appreciative. Um, and, you know, I just really want to thank you. And I look forward to connecting with you in the future for SWORD to kind of see, you know, where you are with things. So thank you so much for coming on. Yes, thank you. Really appreciate you and love what you're creating. Thank you. I appreciate that. So for all of you out there, if this is your first time joining me, thank you so much for coming. If you're a returner, thank you for coming back. And regardless of where you're coming from, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and I will see you on the next episode.